Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hello, you're listening to Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. And we do have a couple of guests for you today. Mike is going to be coming to us from Chicago to talk about Bear It All Pet Foods. So we'll start that right off. And throughout the hour, I will be giving you some pet news, a couple of pet tips, some puppy stories, maybe some cat stories. If you want to call in, I sure wish you would. We would love to get callers. I give out the numbers. And uh, I would love, love, love to get a caller today. I'm going to give them out later when I'm more ready to take your calls. But right now, if you want to know how to get us streaming, what you do 24-7 is you dial 712-832-2636. 712-832-2636. That's what you do. You, that's how you call in to hear the show from your cell phone. You can also search for the app. And you do that by typing in W Pet Talk Radio. Very easy. W Pet Talk Radio. And you'll find us. So that's another good way to find us. And of course, you're listening to me somehow. You got me. You're listening to me. Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. If you do want to call the show and ask me your, my dog won't come, my cat won't use the litter box, my dog hates my cat, that kind of thing. Well, if you've got a question like that, uh, call one 627-6008. And if you ask me something that I can't answer, maybe your horse is doing something peculiar or your dog or your cat is doing something so unusual I've never seen it before. If that's the case, I'll bring in an expert to help me. But usually it's something I've seen before on my bad dog tour across North America. There are a lot of bad dogs out there and I feel like I've met most of them and trained them. And you'd be surprised how quickly, a few minutes is all it takes. So most dogs want to be good dogs. They all want to be good dogs. We just have to make it work for them. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. So right now we're going to talk with Mike at Bear It All Pet Foods. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We have quite a few products on our show, nothing like yours. So let's talk about it a little bit. What makes your product unique? So first off, our product is very unique uh, from anything else in the, the market, really because of the market research and the research we have personally put into this. Uh, my partner is uh, used to work in market research, and we looked at all those reports telling us uh, what people want in their pet food, what they're currently buying. So we took all that. We went out to the, uh, the dog beaches and the dog parks around here. We started asking people, uh, trying to confirm our suspicions and what the reports told us. And what they said was that uh, the biggest thing they wanted was healthy pet food just made in the U.S. And uh, really what they weren't getting was um, to know what was in the pet food and why the ingredients were chosen. So they had uh, a lot of the pet foods or treats had long names um, that they just couldn't pronounce. They had no idea what they were, the chemical compositions. They're like, why is this in my pet food? And we couldn't answer that. We had no idea. We just we thought, you know, that's just what it is. It's filler. It's uh 
it's just something that's in there. We can't can't do much about it. And we started thinking, well, maybe we can. So we, we started a pet food company based on honesty and transparency and really just trying to make sure everyone's understanding what their pet is eating and why. So that is the first uh, tenant of our, our company. And secondly, it's uh, probably the most unique part of us is that we use Asian carp as an ingredient in all of our pet foods. Um, it's a very healthy fish that was uh, introduced in the U.S. Uh, for catfish farming, and it's just gone crazy and uh, spread across the waterways of the Midwest, ravaging all of the natural uh, life in those waterways. Is this that flying fish? No, it's not a flying fish, is it? It is. It is. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what you see? The, yeah, the, the silver carp. That's one of the oh Asian carp. That's one of the species. You know, they they fly out of the water when boats are driving by, hitting people, damaging boats and property, um, and like I said, destroying the natural habitats of the native fish. Um, so we are trying to take those fish, which are very healthy in nature, and turning them into something productive and po- um, positive whereas they currently are just doing damage to, to our society and our economy and our environment. Yeah, well, so you're making use of an invasive species in a good way because, you know, it's a, it, we're kind of depleting our oceans. The waters are getting warmer. They're getting more polluted. We've done a lot of overfishing. There's a lot of habitat destruction through oil and things like that. And so there's this concept of, you know, um, like... Um, ethical fish versus non-ethical fish and then trying to figure that out when things can be mislabeled and then there's things like okay well ethically where do I sit with salmon you know do I believe I want it from the ocean and the and the world where it travels halfway around the world in the course of four years comes back that's a healthy fish do I believe that still do I want to eat that still or do I want something from a pond because then it doesn't interfere with these depleted salmons but then but then do I want to eat dirty fish? So you get into all these questions with carp. There's no question. You want that out of the water, right? Exactly. I mean, everyone wants it out of the water. They want to find some use for it. You know, currently, uh, state governments are paying fishermen to take it out and just basically throw it into the, the landfills. Uh, there's not a whole lot of use for it besides, you know, there's a few companies making fertilizer out of it, which is a great product. But still, there's so many fish they can't they can't take all of them and turn it into fertilizer. I mean, there's just millions and millions of these fish in our waterways causing damage. It's um, you know, it's it, there's so many things like that. People release little tiny pets that grow huge in the waterways, all kinds of reptiles and fish and frogs, and they don't even think about it. Uh, Japan has a terrible raccoon problem because of a show in the 70s that had a cartoon raccoon that Japanese people really liked. So they imported a whole bunch of raccoons, not realizing, (laughs) wow, wow, they're trouble. Oh, yeah, raccoons are trouble. They're native where I live, and they're adaptive and um, cunning and uh, clever thinkers. They teach their young. Every generation is smarter than the last. It's, it's, It's like almost human, really. So, you know, you want to be careful what you bring in. And if you do bring in something nasty, you want to find ways to use it. I I also really like it when they use pine beetle wood and make stuff out of it. Because why not, right? The beetles already killed the tree. Let's use the wood so we don't have to kill a live tree. And this is so much like that. We're going to come back and talk a little more about the product because all we've got out of it is one ingredient so far. You know it's the Asian carp, which is an intrusive species. And you know this product is made in America. So stay tuned and we'll find more. We'll find out more about Bear It All Pet Foods on Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Stay tuned. I'm your dog. 
Hey, pet lovers, listen up. No more fleas and no more ticks with the No More Tick Spray. All natural, non-toxic, and even safe enough for you to use on yourself. It smells great. You have to try it. It really works. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.nomoreticks.com. Once again, nomoreticks.com. Your pet will love you for it. Go to nomoreticks.com. For your dogs, running beside your bike is more rewarding canine exercise than any walk. It's also more dangerous. Until now, introducing the amazingly stable Bike Toe Leash, the only safe dog biking attachment approved by the American Pet Association. The Bike Toe Leash installs in seconds on bikes, trikes, power chairs, and mobility scooters. No tools needed, and dogs learn it immediately. With a Bike Toe Leash, both dogs and rider can enjoy fun recreation anywhere, no matter what your ability level. To learn more and order your Bike Toe Leash, visit BikeToeLeash.com. That's BikeToeLeash.com. Bike Toe Leashes are made in the USA and ship worldwide. That website again is B-I-K-E-T-O-W-L-E-A-S-H dot com. Listening to Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio, with me, Deborah Wolf. And if you ever feel like looking at where I live, Camp Good Dog, checking out the rescue kittens, the rescue dogs, the breeding dogs, the Camp Good Dog visitors, all the animals that come and go here, there are links from my website to our Facebook. Everything you want, you can get at DebraWolfOnline.com. That's where you go. And some of my favorite shows I've done on All Paws Pet Talk Radio are there, too. Lots of pictures, lots of pets, and lots of good information. Um, I do have a news story I have to cover today, but I'm going to do it later in the show. A, a scary uh, news item, and everyone, I'm getting lots and lots of questions about it. People asking me, why? Why would this particular pit bull that's been in the news attack the two adults it attacked? And I'll talk about that later in the show. So um, if you're in a fire zone and you've got pets that have been exposed to smoke like you will be if you're anywhere near B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan, California, I'm sure other places too by now, the planet's on fire. So if you're in a smoke area, one thing you can do that's very, very easy for your pets is add yams to their diet. Cook them, boil them, bake them, just any which way, even raw if they like it that way, cut it up fine. They will eat them, dogs, dogs especially. It's a little harder with cats, but, you know, if you put some fish with it and only do a little bit of yam, a teaspoon or so will do, do for a cat. Give a dog a whole yam. It won't hurt them. And uh, it's very cleansing. It helps them with their immune system. So that's one thing I would say. And the other thing is, if you have a dog or cat that's been exposed to smoke and it's got that weepy eye thing going on, the best thing you can do for it is just warm water. Warm water and cloths. One for each eye, always cleaning them in between, never switching from eye to eye or pet to pet. And just use warm, warm water, not too hot, not too cold, and gently clean it. Because chances are it's a blocked tear duct. And a little massage will go a long way in an area like that. So just be gentle. If it's a toy dog or cat, use your pinky finger. If it's a bigger dog, you can just let them show you the pressure. 
they press into you, they want it harder. If they pull away, they want it a little softer. So make sure you let your pets know how hard they like it when you're giving them some kind of treatment or uh, just trying to make them feel good. Okay, so we're talking with Mike from Chicago. We're talking about Bear It All Pet Foods. And one of the big ingredients is Asian carp, a nasty, invasive, very cool to watch on TV, though, species of fish that sometimes, <laughs> oh, yeah, these guys, they go out there in the boats and the things are flying at them and they have to wear helmets like they're going to play football. It's it's cool. That's my kind of fishing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really, it is. Um, have you ever eaten one of these things? I have. They're actually very tasty. They have kind of a scallopy whitefish flavor. Um, it's actually a delicacy over in Asia as well. It's got the bad connotation mm. in the U.S., um, so not a whole lot of people eat it, but it is very tasty. So I, I think a goldfish is a carp, too. Is that right? Like, are these related to goldfish? Is that what these are? I think it's a different species. Um, carp is kind of a general term. It encompasses a lot. Um, I see. But I know there are a lot of invasive goldfish species also. I, know, I read an article the other day about some, uh, invasive goldfish taking over a pond in Oklahoma. So they're, they're all over the place. Well, that's the problem with these things in the water, like um, mussels and other invasive things. They, they're tiny little eggs and stuff stick to boats and, they, and feet and legs and boots and all that sort of stuff. And they get transferred all over the place. So it's very tricky. But I think with this particular fish, isn't it part of a custom where you let the fish go for good fortune in the new year or something like that? Isn't that what's going on with this one? You know, I, I haven't heard of that. Um, maybe it is a, an Asian custom to do that. I, I think really it is. I don't know. Um, I think it is. US, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's part sure, of the problem. Just, uh, so you got to figure out if you're going to let something go like that. As for the customs, I mean, there's, there's actually Jewish customs like that, too. You pick... You pick a thing that's already native. So if you're going to throw something in a river to symbolize your sins or to ask for good luck from fortunes or the gods or whatever, if you're going to do that, <laughs> pick something that won't hurt the environment. So pick a fish that's already native to the river you're talking about. That's what you need to do. And then you can still do all your ceremonies. You just aren't going to hurt the new place you're in with an animal from the old place or um, a food. So um, that's, you know, we're talking about, we accidentally talking about National Geographic TV because that's where I saw this thing where the guys were in the <laughs> boats and these fish, they're in these boats that look like they're armed to go into battle and you're thinking, what is with that? And then all of a sudden, bam, the fish just start flying at them. It was so cool. But they also have a show about the border where they check everybody bringing in all this weird stuff and people are constantly bringing in stuff that's plants and animals and stuff that, you know, animal byproducts, meat, fish. It's disgusting what they bring in, and they can tend to eat even though it hasn't been refrigerated. But besides that, I mean, these things have to be burned. You can't, you can't risk disease and bugs. So um, Asian carp got away with it. They got here, and you're, you're hooking them up, stringing them up, and putting them in the food, which is great. So we know that the main ingredient, the protein, is a made-in-U.S., caught-in-U.S. Um, ethical choice. What else is in your food? So the next uh, main ingredient is sweet potatoes, actually very similar to the yams you were just referencing for all those fire victims out there. Um, dried sweet potatoes, the next main ingredient, and there's some, uh, some buckwheat, some flaxseed, uh, cranberries for a little vitamin C, and then just um, vitamin, um, yeah, vitamin C for natural preservative as well. So it's very limited ingredients, very healthy, you know, grain-free, very good for the dogs. What does it look like? Does it look like a dry food or a wet food? What's this thing look like? 
It is. It's a crunchy, it's you know, a little square. It's, um, it's just a crunchy treat for the dogs. Um, it gives off a nice sound when they bite into it. You know, they, they come running. They, if you have multiple, multiple dogs in the house, you know, one starts eating one, the other one's going to hear it down the hallway. Um, they, they just love them. Now, okay, does it smell fishy? It honestly, it does not, uh, because of the sweet mm-hmm. potato. There's uh, a high amount of sweet potato in there as well. It smells more like the sweet potato than it does any fish flavor, and that's um, also a big, a big thing we we learned when we talked to consumers is they they don't necessarily like to buy fish flavored foods or treats because they smell generally. So if we well, we yes, if they we're do. Do this, yeah, <laughs> we decided if we we're going to do this, we'd had to have to stay away from the fishy um, smell. About 15, 20 years ago, it was kind of a trend. Everybody seemed to have their dogs on shark liver oil. And it made these dogs really stink like fish. They had fishy breath, fishy fishy fur, fishy everything. They just smelled like little fishies running around your yard. And so I get it. And they burped. They burped a lot. Fishy burps. So yep. um, I get why people care that they want it to not, not be that way. But the thing is, dogs really, really like fish. They really do. And sometimes dogs who are uh, run with sleds are eating salmon, frozen salmon, just eating fish, raw, just like that. So your product's cooked, though, right? It is cooked, yes. Um, so all the ingredients are ground up and mixed together, cooked at a low heat to retain all the vitamins and minerals, or most of them as possible, um, but cooked down so that they do have a, a stable shelf life. So today we've been talking to Michael Cody, and we've been talking about Baradol Pet Foods. Bear it all, pet foods. It sounds uh, like it should be a bathing suit line. Bear it all, bathing suits. Bear it all, pet foods. But I appreciate the sentiment. We want to know what's in it. We want to know where it's from. And we don't want to buy stuff that's uh, mislabeled from other countries and then packaged here. So that's, that's what people want to know. So we're talking with Michael Cody. Can you tell us uh, where they can find out more? Is there a website for Bear it all, pet foods? There absolutely is. You can find us at uh, www.bearitallpetfoods.com. B-A-R-E-I-T-A-L-L, petfoods.com. Uh, you can also find us in some local Chicago retail shops if you're in the area. Um, there's also one in Pittsburgh, and then you can also uh, find more information uh, through some of our distributors as well. Well, if you're in Chicago, you're not too far from Dr. Carol, one of my favorite guests. So if you ever run into her when you're selling your Bear It All pet foods, please do say hi. I miss her. I want her back on the radio. Let her know. All right, everybody. We'll be back in a minute with Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Stay tuned. I'm your doggy, and I love you. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Purr Spray Pet, all-natural, non-toxic spray for all of your pet problems. Proven safe to use for their skin, eyes, and ears. Helps calm and heal wounds, hot spots, insect bites, and lots more. Will not sting and very safe to use even for your feathered friends. To find out how you can keep your pets happy and healthy, go to purspraypet.com. That's P-U-R-spraypet.com, purspraypet.com. Or call us now at 386-310-3924. Hello, 
you're listening to Smart Animal Talk called Buzz Pet Talk Radio. And I just found out my tail is wagging. I just found out that Dusty Rainbolt is joining us later in the show. Yippee Kai, yay! We get to talk about cats today, not just dogs. All right, it's going to be a good day. And uh, we'll talk about dogs and cats. We'll talk about the news, news items and all that kind of stuff when Dusty's on. So she and I can have a little discussion instead of me just telling you about all the news. So right now, um, coming to us is Vicky. And, um, well, she has a dog named Cooper. I know that. And she's embarked on the search for a, the perfect jerky treat. The perfect jerky treat. Is that something you all look for? Do you feel guilty when you decide you want to give jerky? Your dog loves jerky, but you can't buy jerky because... You know it's killing dogs. You know that there's some tainted jerky. So what do you do? How do you sort through this? Are you tempted? Do you sometimes buy it? Do you buy human-grade, really fancy jerky and then share it with your dog secretly? Some people are. <laughs> so let's, let's find out from Vicki Price what she does for Cooper. Welcome to the show, Vicki. Hi. Thank you so much for having us today. Oh, it's great. Oh, us. It's you and Cooper, is it? That is correct. You know, he's the president, so he's in on everything, all aspects of the business. You see, now, if Cooper was your husband, this would really annoy me, but the fact <laughs> that he's a dog, it's okay. Oh, good. How's Cooper today? Isn't that sweet? He's doing great. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? Uh, he's a rescue dog. I um, actually adopted him from uh, Chicago Animal Care and Control, and he was on death row, and we were assuming he's a collie Brittany mix. Oh, Brittany Spaniel. They're high-energy hunting dogs. They're, uh, they're always looking at the sky for birds. And, uh, and when they Cooper. see them, Yes, and then what happens is the brain goes off and the legs go on, and they'll walk right into stuff, like, like telephone poles, people. I mean, they just, is that your dog? No. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, Actually, good. sort of opposite. He's just a very low-key, uh, just want to hang out with you kind of dog. So he's half Brittany and half what else? Um, collie. Collie? Like a rough collie? Like Lassie? Um, either like Lassie or like a border collie. I haven't done the DNA test on him yet, so we're not exactly oh. sure. Oh, I wish I saw a picture. My well, friend Stan Corrin, the professor who wrote all those dogs books, he says genetic testing has shown over and over again that what you see is what you get most of the time in dogs. So if right. you look at a mutt and you see a lab head and web feet but you see a funny color, well, it's mostly lab. Or if you see um, just certain traits, right, certain traits that go with certain breeds. If it looks like a lab, it is a lab. If it looks like a golden, it's mostly a golden. So in your case, it doesn't sound like your dog is Brittany Spaniel Border Collie Cross because neither of those dogs would be a chill-out, <laughs> kick-back kind of hangout dog. Not till he's I like I totally 12. agree, but that's what he looks <laughs> like. It's, it's a little, uh, yeah, it's Cooper, what can I say? I wonder. Oh, I'm dying to... I hope you'll send me a picture later because I can yeah, usually yeah. pick the breeds from a picture. But for anyone listening about that DNA test, all that is is um, you take a little spit from your dog and on a swab that they send you with this kit that you get at the pet store and you just send it away and then your results come back and it'll tell you if your dog really is what you think he is. So, okay, so you went to every place looking for beef jerky or what kind of jerky were you looking for? Actually, chicken jerky. Chicken jerky. And is that yeah. Cooper's absolute favorite? Um, well, I bought what I thought was his favorite until I sort of put two and two together and figured out that it was the jerky that killed my previous dog. Oh, and, no. Yes. And it was uh, because it was not made in the U.S. 
and uh, I found out that uh, a lot of the jerky was tainted with uh, arsenic and melamine, uh, along with some other poisons. Um, Some the um, CDC was able to um, identify, and some they're still not sure what is going on with uh, jerky that's been imported. See, our problem in Canada is it can be labeled made in Canada, even if it's imported, as long as it's packaged here or repackaged here or assembled here, as long as something's done here. And that's right. so confusing for people. It's it really, really not is. fair. It really is because, you know, you read the labeling, you think you're doing due diligence, and then you find out that you really should have done more. But where do you find out about this? And um, I found that a lot of the USA made and source products, uh, after speaking with these companies directly, they actually use chemicals to dehydrate it and add vegetable glycerin, and they don't need to put that on the label. And I just wanted a plain piece of chicken breast. That's what started this whole search and uh, ended up being a business for us. When you went to Florida, why was that the final straw? I read, I read in your bio that, it, that in Florida, something happened that was just the final straw. And you didn't have yeah. Cooper, so I know he's okay. He's not in this right. story. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it was, it was my first time away from Cooper, and I really need to get my dog fixed every day. So um, we were going to all the different uh, high-end gourmet um, boutique uh, dog stores in Florida, uh, and I was looking for USA-made and sourced uh, chicken breast, and I bought about six pounds of what I thought was the right product and bought it in on, um, carried it with my uh, carry-on luggage and left my clothes actually in Florida. And then when I was going to give it to him the next day, I saw that in tiny print, facing a different direction, and um, it said, made in China. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so I researched how to make uh, jerky, um, and uh, it was actually uh, not that hard, but it's uh, about a 36 to 48-hour process. And so I was making it for Cooper, and he absolutely loved it. And I was giving it away to you know, neighbor dogs and friends' dogs, and everybody was encouraging me to open my own business because they also could not find just a plain piece of chicken breast. So right. Well, really... how do you stop it? Like, I'm not really sure. Is is the um, is the preservative like is the process preservative, or do you have to use a preservative? My process is preservative free. It uh, does not have any additives. We just use rest, fresh, not even frozen, restaurant quality ingredients. I personally source it in Chicago because I want to see the packing houses from uh, whence it came. And uh, we hand trim everything in small batches. And uh, we add absolutely nothing to it. So it's just a And there's no freezing either, right? So the nutrients no. are affected. No. Um, how how are you trying to give back? I know I know there's a connection between you and animal shelters. Oh yes, um, I've been a volunteer for almost 20 years with uh, different shelters in our area, and Cooper actually is my fourth rescue dog. So what we do is we donate all our t- uh, trimmings uh, to our local rescues and shelters in the area, and then when they have uh, different fundraisers, we donate 20% of the um, purchase price when somebody purchases on the. Uh, on our website, and they say which shelter the fundraiser is for will donate 20% uh, to that shelter. So oh, we that's very nice. we try to give back nice. as much as we can, yeah. That's really nice. How can people find out more? Is there a website they can go to for Cooper's yeah, Way? Yes, actually, if they can go to www.coopersway.net, and that's C-O-O-P-E-R-S-W-A-Y. 
Do you ever get asked why, why help the animals when you should be helping people? Because I get asked that a lot. What, um, I do, and there are so many different organizations that are available. Um, because I personally lost um, my previous dog, um, I've just very, and very involved with animals. Um, they give so much to us, and I think that we need to also look out for them since they don't have a voice for themselves. And um, you know, their their uh, rescues. You know, they help us in search and rescues. Their drug dogs. Um, they even are uh, with uh, health of the person. They've gone into the operating room with their owner uh, to alert the doctors in case uh, some of the uh, chemistry values are uh, are off, so that they can actually save the owner's lives. So th- there's just so much that they give to us that we have to be able to help them out. So if you're looking for a healthy local beef jerky or chicken jerky treat, rather, for your dog, then uh, look no further. Coopersway.net, locally sourced, healthy ingredients, no preservatives, made in the USA, coopersway.net, and some of the proceeds are giving back, so you're doing the right thing. All right, everybody, we'll be back on with Dusty Rainbow in a minute, so stay tuned to Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Don't worry, dog people. I'll keep interjecting the dog content, but cat people, you are in for a treat. Stay tuned. I'm your doggy, and I love you. Itchy dog allergy sad? Did you know that our dogs suffer from the same pollen, dust mite, and mold allergies that we do? Now, veterinarian dermatologist Dr. Christian has formulated Doggy Goo. Doggy Goo is a peanut butter treat for your dog. But Doggy Goo also sublingually builds tolerance to 10 pollens, 2 mites, and 3 molds 100% naturally. Try Doggy Goo. Your dog will Doggy Goo look it up. Call 855-246-2426. The number again is 855-246-2426 or on the web www.healthygoo.com. Goo spelled G-O-O. Scratch it. Talk All Paws Pet Talk Radio. And like I told you, cat people, you're in for a treat. We've got Dusty Rainbolt. That's right, the cat wrangler. Cat wrangling made easy. Dusty Rainbolt coming to you. So if you have a question, and you probably do, I mean, you always do, you always have questions, then you should be calling the show 1 888 627 6008. If you have a cat that you're just fed up with, it's destroying something, it's annoying, it's irritating, or maybe other people just think so, and you want to defend your cat. If you have an opinion, an attitude, a question, anything at all to do with cats, now is your moment, people. You have the cat expert, and you've got me, and I do cat training and dog training, too. So give us a call on the show right now, one 627 Dusty, how are you? Oh, well, I'm doing well. It's good to be here. It's been a little while. It's been too long. I love having you on the show. I get all excited for the cat content because, <laughs> you know, the world, the pet world is dominated by the dogs. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad there to you be here. Um, we were just talking in the last segment about sometimes getting a little heat from people or a little bit of an interrogation. One time, maybe two years ago, I donated a prize and went and attended a, uh, you know, like a an event, fundraising event, black tie type thing, theme party for a Guatemalan pet rescue. And I posted something online and I was sort of, you know, connected to that. And I got a lot of heat for it. People saying, what are you doing rescuing animals in Guatemala when there are animals here? And why are you putting so much attention and energy over there? And um, I've also had heat in the past, years and years ago from my own father, actually. Why do you spend so much energy on animals when there are people that need help? And I'm thinking, you probably get this once in a while, too. What, what's your response to this? Well, um Okay, I did catch heat one time, uh, well, actually, many times, uh, when they had that terrible tsunami in uh, Japan. Uh, yeah. there, there were, I mean, billions and billions and billions of dollars went into uh, helping the people, which it should have. But um, uh, I was, I had made, uh, done a blog about, um, you know, uh, let's help these pets. I mean, you know, it it was cold. It was so cold. I believe it might have even been snowing. Uh, and, and so you've got these poor animals in shock. And and uh, several people criticized me for, uh, you know, what about the people? And it's like, yeah, well, the people do have billions of dollars coming in. And that's not to say you can't donate a dollar to the the uh, animals and a dollar to the the people. Um, I kind of like to go for the underdogs because I don't think there's as much help out there for the people. I mean, for the pets. For the pets, yeah. And, and as far as... And then what about, pets, like, where? I mean, there's the argument in terms of the Guatemala thing. A dollar at this Guatemalan pet rescue goes so much further than a dollar here. And in Guatemala, none of the animal shelters and places are are funded at all in the least. You know, the the, the standard is just shocking and yet you see these pictures of the dogs a dog doesn't always guatemalan or canadian or american i mean he's a dog you're helping a dog so you know and and then there's so there's that sending money there sending volunteers there working hard there for their shelter their rescue there but then there's the other people that i sometimes are puzzled by you know they go out of their way to adopt a dog they'll go on a trip like like they're adopting a baby from a foreign country they go on a trip and then they bring back this dog with many, many issues or missing a leg or something. I mean, the people are wonderful people, but you got to imagine like how many dogs are waiting 10 minutes from your house that need a home at the shelter, right? And I never say anything because cause I really don't know where I stand on all this. I don't, I want to help them all. What, what do you think about that, local versus far away? Well, you know, we've got two different issues going on here. I think mm-hmm. people need to follow their hearts. If they see a picture uh, that, that makes them want to help. I think that's fabulous, and and they should do whatever they. I mean, they they need to support the cause they want to support. I support barn cats, which uh, uh, is, you know, the lowest of the low, and I, I don't think you can get much lower than than uh, Guatemalan dogs. Uh, but on the other hand, I don't think it's fair to criticize people because they do that. 
And, you know, there was the Olympic athlete, and I apologize, I can't remember his name. He was such a sweet guy. And he saw the, the dogs in um, Russia, and he went to all the trouble and expense of bringing uh, a dog home. Uh, I, I think it might have mm-hmm. been a couple. And, you know, I, I can't criticize him for that because he saw the dogs. It's, it's hard when you see those faces to... And there is something to, you know what, there is something to an animal choosing you. I I really do think so. In some ways, people will come to look at puppies I've bred and they they think, oh, the dog chose me. And a lot of times, it's just because that dog was napping when the last family visited and now it's awake or, you know, some circumstantial thing. There isn't really a choice to be made. But oftentimes, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, maybe tell a few stories that concur. I find with cats, I really do find this, my cats will go live with a neighbor or the neighbor's cats more more happens right now I have a cat named Pedro who's supposed to be my next door neighbor's cat but you'll never see him next door he's here every day he eats here he dumps here he visits here he hangs out here he's here he's my cat he has chosen me he doesn't let me pet him or anything like that but he's cho- he's chosen to be here and I think there's there are cats all over the world where people think the cat is lost and he's chosen a family three doors down uh, is that your experience? Because it sure is mine. Well, uh, I deal a lot with indoor cats, so I oh, I, I don't have that to draw from. But mm-hmm. uh, I do know that, um, hey, uh, there there have been times when I had a, a house full of foster cats. And uh, one particular time I, I went into uh, PetSmart to pick up cat litter, and um, I always check out the, you know, say hi to the, the uh, kitties. And one of them tapped me on the shoulder, and he was reaching and grabbing for me and begging for me. And uh, the lady said, oh, my God, we haven't seen that. He's never done this before. He was begging me. Well, I adopted him. <laughs> I adopted you do, him. And, and you know, yeah, and there are sometimes just like that, just like um, you're visiting someone's house and you meet their dog and you meet him over and over and you just want, like, there's just a connection. The dog greets you at the gate. He follows you the whole time you're there. There's just a connection, connection, connection. And then the guy says, I don't want this dog anymore. Do you want him? That's just happened to me recently. My blue heart healer died in 2009. Uh. And my neighbor hired me to train his blue healer recently. And uh, this, I, just, I just found myself compelled to visit him, compelled to, it was the dog, right? The dog was outside. I was hanging out in this guy's yard all the time. And finally, finally recently, he decided when he sold his herd that he didn't want the dog anymore. And it was just like, of course you don't. Of course this dog. Like, the whole thing was meant to be. And I do think. A lot of times dogs and cats choose their owners. People, that, that look that you're getting with that, where you just can't stop thinking about that homeless animal or that homeless cat that you saw. And it didn't affect you yesterday. It didn't affect you the hundreds of other times you looked. But that face got you. There's a, I think there's a reason. I do think so. What do you think, Dusty? I, I absolutely do. Uh, like I said, uh, I had foster cats at home, but this cat, when he, when I looked out and he was reaching for me, and I mean, he had his legs all the way out the cage. It's like, oh my god! And and he didn't act like a seven-month-old kitten. He acted like, you know, a ten-year-old. He melted into my arms, and and I I 
found myself signing adoption papers and and uh, <laughs> taking him home and, with your brood. And, you know, we had him. Uh, we had him a uh, uh, seventeen years. Oh, and nice! He was, and he adored us. He adored both of us. So, um, well, you're listening to Dusty Rainbolt right now talking about her beloved cat, as you can hear, and me, Deb Wolf, and I'll be talking some more dog talk coming up after the break. We'll be talking more about dogs and cats, and I do want to talk about that terrible pit bull in the news, and um, we'll talk about some happy things, too, including the connection between the elderly and pets, which uh, might surprise you. Stay tuned to Smart Animal Talk on Buzz Pet Talk Radio. I'm your doggy, I'm your doggy, and I love you, and you know that I really do. NuVet Plus, your pet's best friend. NuVet Plus is an immune system builder that is safe for all stages of your dog's life. Helps eliminate most issues, including allergies, scratching and itching, hot spots, arthritis and joint issues, chronic ear infections, tear staining, lack of energy, digestive issues, and so much more. All natural, manufactured in an FDA-registered human pharmaceutical lab here in the USA, using ingredients sourced in the USA. Nothing artificial. No sugars, wheat, corn, or dyes. Never heat-treated to help retain all the natural, rich ingredients. Comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's only pennies a day. Call us Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. 1-800-474-7044. That's 1-800-474-7044. And tell them you're referred by All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Or go online to www.nuvet.com. That's www.nuvet.com. Use order code 33955. Again, www.nuvet.com. Order code 3395. Put your pet on the path to good health. on all Paws Pet Talk Radio, and it's me, Deborah Wolf, howling at you, DebraWolfOnline.com, if you want to check me out, or see the little poodles that were born here, or the dogs that visit, or the wildlife, the cats, anything like that. I did rescue two kittens last year, and I had to bottle feed them, so there's some footage of that. Not, not for everybody. Lots and lots of work. Tiny baby animals, before they're weaned, they can't poo by themselves, they can't eat by themselves. They get cold easy. They get, uh, it's your mama, so don't do it. If at all possible, you could keep the mama with the babies. Keep the mama with the babies. So, so, so important. Okay, so we're talking with Dusty Rainbow right now, and um, we kind of touched on this topic of the elderly, but since this is our last segment, I better just say there was a terrible news item. Two people were taken to hospital in uh, a suburb near Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where I live. Um, downtown type of area, urban area, apartment building. People heard screaming in the middle of the night and barking, and they called the police. And with some effort, they were able to apprehend a dog. It didn't hurt the police or the officers attending. But um, there was an adult woman who was taken to the hospital in very, very scary condition, and a man who came to her aid, supposedly. No one knows the facts of it yet. And um, there were two children in the apartment, just fine, untouched. 
So people keep emailing me and IMing me and, and calling me today. I have to do a radio live interview later today about this topic. Why would a pit bull do this is the big question on everyone's mind. And at the moment, I have no history. I don't know what the dog's been up to the last six months, five years, ten years. I don't know where these people came from, how new they are. I don't know how well the man knew the girl, the woman that he attacked. I, th- I believe she was only 28, 22, something like this. So I don't know the connection. I don't even know the gender or age of the dog. Don't even know if it truly was a pit bull. Because oftentimes people say pit bull when it's not. But, um, but based on the limited information I have right now, I would guess that in some screwed up way, the dog was convinced he was defending the children. Which is not as an excuse but that's what makes sense to me, given the facts so far. I will tell you all more about it next week when we know what's gone on, and hopefully the woman's okay. And I don't believe there's a future for the dog, given what's gone on, but um, maybe people can learn something from this once we figure out the facts. So we're back on Smart Animal Talk, All Pause Pet Talk Radio, talking with Dusty Rainbolt. And I understand, Dusty, you had a much more positive experience witnessing uh, very close at hand the connection between pets and the elderly. So maybe you want to talk about that a little bit and cheer us up. Absolutely. Uh, as it turns out, oh, uh, as it turns out, uh, my mother uh, has a cat named Lucky. Lucky is. Um, hang on a second. Just set it down. Um, West. Yes. Sorry, somebody's you know, delivering flowers to my house. I can't believe it. Oh, that's so nice. But I you know you what? what? I should let everybody know that, that Dusty's trying to do this interview despite the fact that recently there's been quite a bit of pet loss in Dusty's life. And the flowers probably have something to do with that. But um, everybody out there, if you're having trouble because you've lost a dog or a cat, maybe it was their time to go. Maybe it seemed too early. It often seems too early. Check out rainbowsbridge.com. It's a beautiful poem, and it might help you just a little bit to think about reuniting with your pets someday. So, Dusty, okay, so, what were so, you um, watching there with the elderly and the dogs and the cats? Lucky the cat and your, and your mom. Okay. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, it is condolence flowers for uh, losing my kitty, and, and that's very sweet. Um, thank you, Beth. Um, uh, yes, my mother fell and fractured her spine uh, in two places, and she's 96. She's uh, pretty much confined to bed, and she has a, a seven-year-old cat named Lucky. Now, Lucky is not very well socialized, except to my mom, but I will tell you, it was wonderful to walk in the room. Mom would be asleep, and Lucky laying beside her and mom's fingers, um, on, on Lucky's head. And I just think it's so important that if we have elderly family members with pets, we do everything we can to see, uh, to try to let them keep the pets. You know, uh, there, there yes. are, there's pet-friendly housing. If, um, if there's uh, financial issues as to, you know, about feeding and, and uh, veterinary care, um, Meals on Wheels, has a, a pet program. Uh, you might be able to get help from Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. Uh, there's a sen- there are seniors for seniors programs in communities. And well, I the thing about pets is they keep the elderly more well. 
they they've they done do. studies on this time and again in all different countries. And in England, they decided it was cheaper where where socialized medicine is is the norm. Everybody's covered for most things. They decided it was cheaper to cover the costs of food and vet for people over 65 who wanted to keep a small dog or cat than, than it was to, to have them go without a pet and have to deal with all their doctor visits. That's how much it reduced their doctor visits. So, I mean, it's really important that people in their activity and they're getting out, not in your mother's case, but, but um, yeah, it's so, so important. Keep well, you them know, together. It, here she was, uh, like I said, confined to bed. She could make it to the bathroom and back, uh, but that was, about, that was about the extent of her mobility. And uh, I put some bird food out on the, the windowsill. And, you know, she, she and I sat there hours and hours at a time laughing at the cat watching the squirrels. And it was, you know, it was a form of entertainment for her, and it's a form of comfort. And I know she can't be the only one. I mean, I've seen this in so many people. So oh, I, yes. I, I and it changes like, every visit. Instead of the people coming in and visiting Grandpa and hearing about all of Grandpa's aches and pains, the people come in and they embrace the pet and the talks about the pet and Grandpa's talking about the pet. And it's so different. Exactly. It's so important. It keeps them in the present. It keeps them moving. Even just little things like feeding and water and, you know, keeps them moving every day. They've got to get up for the pet. They've got to get home for the pet. And that's important. It, it's it. Instead of them being the thing that's cared for, they're the caregiver in that relationship, that, at least on exactly, some level. That's exactly right. Uh, many people that I've interviewed have said um, uh, the, the kitty or the dog gives me a, a reason to get up. Otherwise, I just want to stay in bed. So I'm even thinking about writing a book about uh, you know, uh, resources for people in that situation. Uh, well, we have run out of time, Dusty. Would you like to give a website quickly? I would, DustyCatWriter.com, all one word, and writer is W-R-I-T-E-R. And, uh, you know, please uh, get on my website, and uh, I'm looking for stories about inappropriate elimination. <laughs> inappropriate? Oh, my goodness. And we're not talking about your husband? No, we're not. We're no, about we your are not. He, he knows where the bathroom is. So, anyway. Uh, you know, I was saying in an interview the other day that I think my Skype cats aren't around anymore. Every time I did Skype radio, I would have cats on my chair, and lately they haven't been on my chair. And talking to you, there's a cat on my chair. There, it's course. you, Dusty. <laughs> It's, it's you. Me. They're coming for you. Ming it's Ming the me. cat wants. Yep, now she's in my lap. Okay, now she's going to be up in the way of the connection. Well, we've run out of time today. Ming Ming gets her way. I'm going to go cuddle her. And if you want to look at more of me, go to DebraWolfOnline.com. I'm always there. It's a virtual thing. So, everybody, stay tuned. Until next week, uh, we'll be back and we'll have more guests for you from Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Thank you very much, Dusty. Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> there has to be a next time. And you guys, send us your cat questions, your inappropriate elimination. That means not using the litter box. Send us those questions. Send us any questions, dog or cat, smart animal talk, or to me at DebraWolfOnline.com. Until next week, be good to your animals. 